This is Holistic Hysteria. All right, welcome to this episode of Holistic Hysteria. We've missed you guys. It's been a minute um, with the crazy holiday season. Uh, we um, have definitely been juggling lots of stuff. Kelly's been going back to work a little bit more in person. I've been going back to work in person. The kids have been going back to school. And I just bought a fitness and wellness studio. Things have been um, just really moving and shaking around here. So, um, with the holidays coming up, we thought that we would talk about the psychology behind traditions, more about rituals and routines or rituals versus routines. Um, but with the traditions of all the holidays and, you know, I mean, it, it really applies to any of the holidays and birthdays and all that stuff. But it got me thinking, um, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day with somebody talking about the ritual of drinking coffee in the mornings, um, which, you know, it's really routine, but it becomes a ritual, right? Like once you do something for so long and, um, you know, this just mentioned all the things that happen in your brain when you do something like that, that you've done day in and day out for a long time. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's the same for so many things. So we thought it would be fun to talk about it. And so we're, you know, coming up on Christmas, it's literally mid-December and, Christmas is right around the corner. And of course there's been, you know, cramming all the things in, you know, like all the way from Thanksgiving to the end of the year, it's kind of, you know, bam, bam, bam with all this, you know, holiday stuff. And obviously a lot of it looks very different this year. Some of the stuff has either evolved and become something new, or maybe it's something that you're able to do still. That's something you've always done with your family or your friends or whatever. So um, we thought we'd dive into a little bit today. So we're going to talk about, um, basically rituals versus routines um and kind of you know what those routines might look like obviously they're different for everybody and basically rituals are well let's start with, with routines first so I was looking up just some brief information about it um to prepare for this episode and routine is basically something that involves instrumental communication conveying information that is this what this is what needs to be done and it involves like a, a momentary time it's done it's done like chores or you know dinner time or you know things like that where there's kind of like a set time to like you know these are, these are the things we do and then they're done um, rituals are more involving like a symbolic communication and convey this is who we are as a group and provide, you know, kind of continuity like across like generations or situations and may also have like more of a, an emotional imprint. So um, Kelly, welcome back to uh, Holistic Hysteria. So Jessica and Kelly here to kind of go through some of this. Um, so, you know, there's lots of uh, rituals and routines I can imagine that we have you know, throughout each day, right? Um, routines, especially, I mean, routines are basically habits. So, um, when, when I brought this, you know, subject up to you, what did you think about Kelly? My main habit that I have in the morning time, I think that's when I think of my morning ritual. I think of my coffee, I get up, I make lunch for myself and my two kids. I make the coffee while that's happening. Then I drink the coffee in complete and utter solitude. <laughs> and then once I've had the first cup of coffee, I'm raring to go. So then I'm getting ready. I'm getting everybody else up. I'm feeding the, the cat, feeding the dog. And then I'm, uh, you know, we're out the door. Um, other routines that I have when I get to my office, 
you know, it's, it's coffee time, but it's, it's turning on the computer, checking the email, and then I'm ready for the day. If something were to interrupt this, I, I can get through my day, but I'm telling you, it throws me off. Um, Which is very interesting, isn't it? Like, it's almost yes. guaranteed. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, uh, particularly this morning, when I got to the office, there was, uh, before I even, you know, had got my coat off and got my, my bag down, I already had someone in my office. So it, it threw me off a little bit this morning, but I had to just kind of roll with it and, and, and move on. But I think that the, we establish rituals and routines, I think for me, um, is because it's comforting to me. Uh, I feel safe in my rituals and in my um, habits and routines. So I think for me, it's a it's a safety thing. It's uh, this is what I'm comfortable with, and uh, I can manage the day once I've had these things take place. Yes, and you are not alone yeah. on that. Um, I actually was reading uh, American Psychological Association, um, you know, dot org. Some stuff on there. Some different studies and articles talking about how important it is to our health and well-being for to like for our families today for just you know everybody really it's not even just about families they they kind of had a specific area that really focused on families because I think they were hinting at how important it was to have routine within a family to raise you know more stable children (laughs) and that was kind of what their research was backing up really Um, it all boiled down to stability and especially during times of stress or transition or whatever So if you really think about it, like our brains are constantly trying to seek things out that make us feel validated, that make us feel safe, that make us feel um, like we know what's coming next. So the more routine you have, the less your brain has to work. So it's kind of you kind of set yourself on autopilot a little bit more and you don't have your brain doesn't have to work so hard. Your body isn't, you know, internally stressed as much. So you release less cortisol. You're not trying to balance that out as much and you literally are able to um you know just kind of flow through your day so like you mentioned getting your day your routine interrupted from the get-go it does kind of mess up your flow all day because your body is like and especially your brain trying to figure out like what is happening this is different than before you know what do I need to change how do I adapt and all that stuff so um there's a lot of cool science behind it. There was a 50-year review um, that was by the APA, but also um, published in the Journal of Family Psychology, and it associated routines and rituals with marital satisfaction, children's health, adolescents, like their sense of personal identity, academic achievement, stronger family, and just relationships in general, um, which was very interesting to me because I know that there's certain things, I mean, obviously, plenty of families are dysfunctional okay this is not like you know you have to have the perfect routine and all this stuff like there's going to be plenty of dysfunction but the things that you can have control over within your own family's day and your own health routine because obviously that's what I help people focus on a lot is getting your own health routine down first where Um, you know, you feel like, you know, what's coming, you're able to kind of control what you need to control to make yourself feel good for that day makes it so much easier to kind of carry out a routine with family. And then when it comes, so 
basically you have these routines, but all routines have the potential to become rituals. And so it may start out as a routine where you're, you know, making yourself get up early and getting that working in workout in, but eventually it's going to be a ritual. Now, the thing about rituals, like even back all the way back to like a cup of coffee, like brewing your coffee, when you smell that coffee. So I'm talking to all the coffee drinkers out there, you know, when you smell that coffee brewing, like your brain is almost lit up. Like if you were literally watching it, you know, under a special machine to see if you were having like a dopamine release, it would be. Um, so it's the same with everything. It's the same with, you know, once like a workout routine or, you know, whether it's at home or going to the gym or whatever, you, you start that, that process your brain is going to be lit up, you know, so creating those healthy routines, those healthy habits, you know, whatever it is, maybe it's, you know, journaling about your gratitude, maybe it's sitting down face to face with your spouse and, you know, making eye contact with no devices around. And you're almost having to force it as part of your routine at first, if you're, especially if you're trying to change, you know, something for the better. But then once you do it enough, it becomes a ritual, and you really look forward to it. And that's kind of what like the holidays end up being. So like, you know, as far as, you know, Christmas, maybe it's a kind of routine at first, like your grandmother always made cookies, you know, with you. And then like, now you're the parent and you're trying to make sure that your mom makes cookies with your kids. And then, you know, eventually you're going to be the one making cookies with your grandkids or whatever. So it's kind of like a forced routine at first. It's not part of just what you do. But then it does. It becomes a ritual. It becomes that tradition. And there, there is that emotional connection to it. And it makes you feel safe. It makes you feel comforted. It makes you feel happy. Um, so it's really interesting to think about all the good slash healthy slash positive, um, you know, habits and routines and all that stuff that can eventually become rituals. Um, but there's also ones, I guess, that also could be unhealthy and have like more of a negative um, effect and all that stuff. And it's, you know, everything from, you know, maybe having a nightcap, maybe, you know, instead of just doing one, like having plenty or, you know, maybe overeating in general or inactivity in general, or you know, like making a habit of like sitting in the cat at the couch, you know, uh, watching TV in the, in the evenings instead of like getting out for a walk or whatever. I know for me in the wintertime, I mean, we're actually kind of proud that we have a streak of watching a Christmas movie every single day, since we put up our tree on November 30th. So like literally every day in December, we have watched uh, a Christmas or ho slash holiday movie um, and we haven't missed a day yet. So it's because it's dark by five o'clock and it's freezing. So it's not like we're going to go take a walk in the dark neighborhood necessarily after dinner, like we usually would say if it was, you know, summertime and daylight until eight o'clock. So, um, you know, there, there might be some un unhealthier routines that you have at certain times of the year or like when if you lose a family member or, you know, just lose a job like pandemic, you know. So there's there's all, always this opportunity for maybe some of your routines or your rituals to kind of end up being more unhealthy. But it doesn't mean that you can't turn it around. I mean, you can even take some stuff that maybe starts out as a healthy routine and it can actually become an unhealthy ritual. Like if you're way obsessed with counting calories or measuring your food or, you know, eating very, very, very specific foods because you think that's the only thing you can eat and not gain weight. Or if you overexercise or whatever the case may be, like even gossiping, I think, <laughs> can become like, you know, this crazy ritual for people that it's just kind of negative and kind of, you know, unhealthy overall. So um, 
I know everybody has, there's some like very general holiday routines and that have become rituals for people. Um, but you know, and then some people have really special ones that I'm like, man, I wish I would have thought of that years ago when the kids were even smaller, but it's never too late to start new routines that could, you know, become rituals and all that stuff. So what are some of y'all's favorite, uh, rituals and stuff, Kelly, as far as like traditions go for the holidays and all that? So we, uh, definitely do the Christmas movies. We enjoy watching them. We have some specific ones that we are for sure going to be, you know, watching this year that we've already watched. Um, we have our rituals come into play more on Christmas Day itself. Um, we get up early. Um, it's kind of, as the kids get older, it's getting a little bit later and later every year uh, getting up. But usually by 6 a.m., we're up. And we're swapping gifts, and, and the kids are so excited. And, you know, um, then we all cook breakfast together. All four of us help cook breakfast because the grandparents are coming over. We're having a, you know, a breakfast thing. We stay in our pajamas all day long. Um, we eat on this huge breakfast, which every year I add something to the breakfast. There's just all kinds of stuff. We eat on this pretty much all day. We spend the rest of the day lounging around, enjoying our stuff. If it's something that's for outside, you know, we're outside doing it. Uh, if it's something inside, if we get a new game, you know, we're playing the game, we're testing everything out, um, enjoying it together. Um, it is the one day of year that our family is very comfortable not doing anything other than playing with our stuff in our pajamas and being together. It is my most favorite day of the year because of that. So those are more our family-type rituals. Um, but I also wanted to touch on, you mentioned, you know, during the pandemic and, and things are a little bit different this year and, you know, you can't all get all together with your family, especially if you have older loved ones or, or loved ones with, you know, pre-existing conditions or if you've lost a loved one because of the pandemic. Um, and so what I would say is there's nothing that that's going to be able to take away that hurt or that's going to immediately solve, you know, those feelings of, of loneliness and isolation. But what I would encourage folks to do is to find one ritual that you can do while quarantined. If it's just making that cup of coffee, sitting there holding that cup of coffee, letting that, you know, that first drink just warms your soul every morning, you know. Uh, whether it's hot tea, hot chocolate, whatever, and you are, um, you know, enjoy. Maybe you uh, FaceTime with a loved one and you can make cookies together or you, you continue a ritual that you would do in person, but you do it using wonderful technology that we have today. Um, you know, I would encourage you to just try to feel as grounded as you can with a couple of your normal rituals and routines to hopefully help you not feel as isolated and and lonely and and yes, you know as that is we just struggle amazing through advice this and so so year. true because there is a lot of hurt and sadness and you know just very different circumstances um especially if you have lost someone you know and you're not getting to do that normal, or you just can't be around them, period, but especially if you've lost someone and you're not doing your normal, you know, traditions, it, that's just one of the hardest things you have to live through. 
Um, but it's great advice to, you know, ground yourself in some rituals that you personally really enjoy because it will, it's, it's a positive effect on your brain and it'll help get you through it. So even if it's just, well, that got me through the morning, what else can I do to get me through midday and then through the evening? So, um, you know, I don't know. And maybe starting something new, you know, like something new that's like a routine that doesn't feel forced. It kind of feels fun almost. And then maybe it's something that can become a new ritual for you or a new tradition. Um, it's also very interesting. I was reading about how rituals decrease the neural response for performance failure. So like you literally like feel like you can't fail more often if it's like a ritual so they kind of compared it to like how athletes usually have these crazy weird rituals you know that you hear about and stuff and their brain literally feel literally ends up kind of structured in a way where they don't feel like they can fail and so that's how they can you know outperform even what they think they're capable of because um of these you know certain rituals or whatever and it's I don't know I just find it fascinating how our brains respond to that kind of stuff. So, um, we really hope that you can like kind of really embrace some good positive routines and rituals this year. And, you know, I think it's really important to kind of audit your daily routines every once in a while, especially, you know, if, you know, we get back to somewhat of, you know, normal semblance of life, even more so in the spring of next year, um, kind of audit, you know, like maybe some routines you, you've developed or, or rituals even that you've developed that maybe aren't the most healthy for you or just don't make you feel good. You know, if they don't, they, they might light up your brain, but it might not be an overall good thing for your body or for your long-term health. So kind of auditing that and, and really realizing, okay, maybe I should make a little shift in this routine or a little shift in this ritual. Um, and then that'll change again, change your health over time. Um, because, you know, also I thought it was interesting that sometimes when I think about routines, like obviously it, so much of it is about stability and comfort, but then when does it become confining where you almost get distressed if you don't get to have your routine or your ritual, or you feel like you can't be spontaneous. So like, I was like, mm, I used to be one of those people that kind of struggled with finding that balance between routine and spontaneity. So I don't know where you fall with that, Kelly, but I know that a lot of task and goal oriented people are very like routinized and, you know, sometimes it can be hard to kind of be spontaneous. Um, so. Yes. Uh, yes, I do. I do find myself struggling with this and being very uh, boring and vanilla at times. Um, and then, so I have to, I have to, figure something out. I have to do something different. I have to, you know, yeah. just, um, I yeah. have to and I imagine a lot of so people I do, do and I, I, feel I like struggle with that it's as well. actually really important to also take a break from your routines like I think this is why people relish vacations so much which is another thing we've gotten way less uh, accessibility to this year is actually being able to just you know when you you leave your normal life your aka everyday life normal life um, and go somewhere for you know a few days even just a day or a few days a week whatever um, and you're doing something completely different. And so you don't have the same routines. You don't have the same responsibilities. Um, your rituals, you may even have rituals for where you go. So like, say you always go vacation at the beach or wherever, and then you have certain routines and rituals that you do there that bring you a whole different 
kind of comfort and um, stability and safety and love and positivity that you don't get to experience unless you go there, right? And But it also gives you a break from all those day-to-day routines and rituals that sometimes I think we do have to kind of force ourselves to take a break from um, so that you don't get burnout, so that you are allowing yourself almost to kind of inject a little bit of that, you know, spontaneity or whatever. Um, even though, you know, obviously you're kind of defaulting to other routines, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you know, like forcing yourself to have breaks, which I mean, it's as far as advice goes during the pandemic, it's just literally maybe shutting your phone off, you know, um, and, and having like a day a week where you literally don't get on social media at all, or, you know, you cut it off at a certain time on a certain day and don't look at it anymore or like at all. Like you don't check your email, you don't call anybody, you don't text anybody and you don't get on social. Um, or maybe it's, you know, starting a new routine of like going out in the woods more, you know, places that you're not having to worry so much about social distancing or picking up a new hobby. I know a lot of people that like maybe have learned to knit or cross stitch or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I know that creative people have really struggled. I consider you a creative person, Kelly, just because, you know, you're like you're, you're an actress and, you know, not being able to be on stage. Like so many people, so many musicians and, you know, actors and actresses. And I just I can't even imagine like feeling that space for routine when you're I mean, staying at home is so different or just not being able to perform. Even if you can go some places now, it's like, you know, all that stuff still mostly closed. So I just can't imagine. So as far as thinking about, you know, just really creating healthy routines when it's 180 degrees different um, from what you've been used to is really hard. So um, if you're missing those change of routines, as for, you know, from vacations and stuff like that, like, you know, I feel you. I really do. Because um, it's kind of hard to force a break. Yeah, it's it is difficult. Um, and, and with me just being very amateur and, and it being a hobby, you know, being in uh, drama and, and plays and, and being involved in community theater and, um, church theater, you know, groups and things like that. It's very, um, it's been, we've been a little bit lost, uh, because of the way that we have to do things now. Um, and so I really could not imagine how folks feel, you know, this is their profession and their, very right. lost, I, I would assume, uh, <laughs> and struggling, struggling with that. So, um, yeah, that's that's been um, hard for us. Those of us who that's a true hobby, that's the thing that sort of helps them break away from everyday, the mundane, stressful life, and we use it as an outlet. So, I'm looking forward to being able to get back into that, and um, ho- hopefully with uh, you know, the vaccine and, and as we're getting, you know, smarter and better at, at dealing with this, I'm hoping that uh, those days are coming soon. So I'm just, you know, waiting on the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know my, my cast of folks and, um, you know, the rest of our theater, community theater group, they're, I think they're, you know, hoping for the same. Um, I would also, uh, I was just saying to reach out to folks that you know are quarantined and that, uh, you know, are stuck at home. Because if you're getting quarantined now, that's going to take you through Christmas. So yeah. you're going to be stuck there, and that's difficult um, on, you know, one of the most broadly and widely celebrated holidays. We've also got other holidays going on there. There's Hanukkah. There's 
Um, there, we've got New Year's going into New Year's. There's Kwanzaa. There's, you know, everything going on right now. And um, we want to celebrate and be together. And if you're stuck being quarantined, that is um, that can can make a, a, a stressful and, and struggling time. Um, and if you're trying to stay away from certain members of your family because you don't want to make them sick, uh, because they may be high risk uh, for whatever reason, um, make sure that you use that uh, technology to reach out to them and to say, you know, we will deliver your groceries. If you're well right now, first of all, you know, make sure you're you're practicing being grateful for that. And, and, and you know, I, I pray for my family's health and folks' health every day, and I'm grateful for it every day. And, um, I'm, I focus on that, being grateful, and then I move on to what can I do for those who are struggling or who have to be quarantined, um, and so then I act upon it. And I'm not saying, you know, that I'm an amazing person and you should do everything I do, but you do feel um, very good when you're able to help out a friend. I mean, that's another thing that causes dopamine release in the brain is yes. feeling helpful. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. I feel like everybody's looking forward to things they can do to help people this time of year. And maybe it's not the same donation to charity that you always do as big of an amount or something, maybe spend some of that money, like you said, you know, helping out with groceries or just running errands for people who cannot leave their house. You know, they can't go out in public and, you know, just kind of checking on them. We really are blessed to have the technology that we do. I mean, Kelly's driving in her car right now and talking out in her car being recorded on this podcast. So um, thanks for bearing with us as far as like not being in the studio and stuff through all these months, but we've still been able to record. We've still been able, you know, to, to reach out to you guys and think about that with, you know, text and emails are very simple, but when you get to actually like video, you know, FaceTime or zoom or, you know, there's all kinds of platforms out there um, to connect with other people who cannot see your face. Otherwise it's a great time of year to try it out. You know, like don't be embarrassed. Don't worry about your camera angle. Uh, don't worry about the lighting. You know, you can make it awesome if you want to, but just go sit by your Christmas tree and FaceTime a relative. And um, I know that it's more of a struggle with our older relatives for, um, you know, FaceTiming and, and all that kind of stuff, but it, it's probably going to be a little entertaining and make you smile. Um, but yeah, doing good for other people definitely warms your heart, definitely releasing some dopamine and, um, get some serotonin going in your brain and all that stuff. And just then you're going to spread that positive energy even more when people do need it, especially when you don't, you can't have human touch when you're sick with, you know, um, COVID or you've been exposed and you're just trying not to be around anybody just in case or whatever, um, any kind of virus, you're not going to get to be around people. And it's so healing to be able to hug people and, you know, just be around people. And so when you take some of the sickest people and you remove that element from their daily life, it just makes it that much harder. So um, it really just sucks. It does all the way around. But there are things you can do and you start with your own daily routines, your own daily rituals to get your mind in the right place to be able to spread that positivity to others and, and be the light for others who, you know, they may be going through something so hard for them right now, or maybe they have a family member going through something so hard. So just reach out to people and just see, and if you're not in the mental space to be able to reach out to other people, you know, maybe let somebody else know that you need help and that you would love, you know, to FaceTime or, you know, could you do this for me or whatever? And don't put pressure on yourself to, you know, 
complete like, you know, 10 acts of kindness in two days or whatever. But I promise you, if you can find something you're grateful for, if you can do some things that make your body and your brain happy, um, it's going to help get you through the rest of the season and into the new year. And then hopefully we see a turnaround um, as far as, you know, overall health of all the people and what we're able to do in our day-to-day lives in the next, you know, handful of months. God willing. <laughs> right. I mean, you mentioned don't worry about the camera angle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> me and all of my chins will be FaceTiming my friends this holiday season. So for all my friends, uh, good luck, you know, with that. So, uh, yeah, not worrying about the camera angle, um, not worrying about makeup. Your loved ones, they don't care about that. They just want to talk to you. They just want to see you. I mean, it is your friends, your loved ones. You know, if we have to continue to promote that positivity and to reach out to folks, even if you can't physically do it. And so I completely agree with everything that you just that that's so important. And it's important for you. It's important for you to feel that you are doing something that's helpful that you are giving back that you're you're making a difference in someone else's life that changes your life it does it it is it's so therapeutic to help if you never really know what to do in a situation then then just start serving some way pick up a broom or or you know ask someone if you can do their shopping for them or you know, whatever, just start doing something. Just just do something that no matter how small or insignificant that you think it may be, um, it, it's a big deal to people who are having to stay at home and who are isolated. Um, some other good rituals, um, you know, we actually um, have started a new game. It's not new in the world. But it's, um, it's, it's chess. So we started having, you know, family chess games. And I know we're like, yeah, that's, you know, we don't like, if, you, if it's not your thing, you know, insert whatever game that you like. But learn a new game as a family. And that is so, um, I, I hate to use the word addictive, but, wow, we love to sit down and, and learn and figure out how to do it and, and strategize and talk smack and you know all of that and that's been great for every member of my family learning how to play chess so just something new that you can all do together and then you've created this new routine or ritual um that is you know it's it's very effective in promoting that positivity throughout all of this like yes. Jessica said, we can't vacation together. We can't do this, this, whatever. Um, but there are things that you can do, and it's important that you focus. It's time for us to start focusing on what we can do and yes. what we're able to accomplish right now and and get away from the focusing on what we can't do, what we cannot accomplish. You know, that's, let that go away with with 2020. You know, yeah. let, as we move into 2021, let's focus on what we can do. Yeah. Quick question. Did y'all watch The Queen's Gambit <laughs> on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Well, my kids didn't, but Katie and I did, and, and yes. we really liked it. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, it's funny because Dave and I binged it, which is kind of an unhealthy ritual that we have developed during quarantine, but whatever. Um, actually, it was probably kind of bad before that, but we don't have cable. We just have, you know, the, the streaming stuff where you don't have to watch commercials and all that for the most part. And it's so easy to binge watch, but we've gotten better because I'm trying to make sleep a priority again, um, a healthy priority. And anyway, we did binge watch that in two nights, uh, the whole season and it was amazing. So, uh, we thought the same thing, David has a chest set. And so we kind of got it back out and we're looking at it and, um, our 10 year old really wants to kind of, you know, start learning more about it and, and the kids, of course, the my twin boys who were only six, they're like, oh, we know how to play. We know what to do with the pieces. And, you know, all the, they did not watch the show. It was just me and David. But just talking about it was fun for them. And, you know, especially if it's something like creating, you know, new game times or, you know, whatever. I mean, you could be silly with it. You could like, you know, put fake sand or not that you want to like make a mess, but like literally just put out something like a rug and pretend like it's sand and put out your beach chairs, put on your sunglasses and your swimsuits and, you know, I don't know, make mocktails for the kids and, you know, pretend like you're at the beach and put on like the beach scene on your TV or something and just, you know, pretend like you have a day at the beach and like do things you would do at the beach. Um, I don't know, little things like that. I've kind of heard people get creative and just feeling like, they are really just appreciating being together no matter what that looks like and, you know, focusing on what you can do. And and that to me across the board, as far as like really staying positive and creating healthy habits and a healthy outlook on life, all the way from what you can do, like coming out of a pandemic as a family or, you know, as a, just as a person, um, all the way to like, if you're trying to eat healthier, focusing on what you can eat versus what you can't eat. Um, I don't know. There's so many examples that come up with that, that, you know, they're just having a more positive outlook and not saying you should be all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns all the time. Um, but you know, really making it a routine, a habit to look for the good, to look for the positive. Um, that's something I started doing about a decade ago. And I'm telling you, it's, it turned my life around. I think it's, you know, a huge part of what's got me, to the point where I've accomplished what I have and what makes me want to spread that to other people. And that's what we're here to do. So, you know, just, just kind of keep in mind, like what you've got going on in your day right now. Um, any little changes you can make to your own routines or rituals that just keep making you feel good and making you feel healthy and happy and making it where you are able to kind of spread that to other people is just really what it's all about. So, um, any last words, Kelly, yeah. that you wanted to add? Yeah, just just a few. Um, if you feel like you need to reach out to someone, reach out. Um, if you feel like you need help because of being isolated and feelings of loneliness or loss of a loved one or the illness of a loved one, please reach out. You know, again, I go back to technology. There's so many ways to reach out and talk to someone, whether it's a loved one or a professional. Um, there is no shame in that. No. Ask for help. Um, get, you know, get the help that you need so that you can be helpful for others. So that that's really my last my last point. Yeah, and is, people are always wanting to be there for you. There is always someone there that will listen to you or help you or whatever. So if you are feeling very alone and very isolated and like no one cares, it's just not true. Um, you know, maybe you found out kind of who your real friends are, who your trusted family members are. Um, I know yeah. it's not all, uh, not all pretty, you know, like being right. confined with maybe who you've had to be around or 
you know, s- somebody that you thought was going to be there for you and they weren't or whatever. Um, that's, that, that's a part of life too, but there are always those people who will be there for you and you may just not know who yet or how to find them, but don't stop looking and don't stop reaching out if you need it for sure. Exactly. All right. Well, um, we wish y'all a Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah and happy Kwanzaa and, um, everything. If, if we don't, uh, hear from you again or hear from us again, I guess I should say before the new year, we'll try really hard. Um, it's, we've been unbelievably busy, Kelly. Um, but I have missed you so much and I'm so glad that we got to talk today and, uh, and share this with everybody. (laughs) Yes, very much. I enjoy it. I enjoy, uh, looking forward to next year and all the different things that we will be able to accomplish in that year as well. Me too. Thank you guys so much for being listeners um, in this crazy year of 2020. We literally started this podcast right before things got hairy. And, um, <laughs> you know, we've, we've wrote it out all year. I mean, I know it's been like, you know, a month or two since we've, we've uh, had a new podcast episode, but um, we're going to keep cranking them out for you guys and uh, just, you know, reach out to us on our Instagram or, you know, wherever you can find us. And we really appreciate you so much. If you find value in these episodes, please share them. Please subscribe so you don't miss any. And uh, just keep keep spreading that positivity and just have a great end to your 2020, no matter what. Like you have the power to end it well, and that way you can start 2021 well. Um, cause things won't magically change for the better just because the calendar year changes that, re- that change really relies in you. So we hope we can help empower you to do it. And we're here with you, um, in the journey and all that. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye. Right, bye. This is holistic hysteria. hysteria.